Welcome to Date Minds Think Alike. This episode is really going to be focused on some more just updates about the process of my gastric bypass journey. Um, Now, if you guys are unfamiliar, I have not had gastric bypass yet, but I have been on the steps to get it. Um, It's not just a you show up to the surgeon and then they're like, all right, well, next Tuesday work for you. Like, it's not like that. I mean, it's very much a process and it's even more of a process if you are going through insurance because insurance wants to make sure you're serious about it, that you know about it, and they'll make you go through all of these hoops just to, you know, hopefully deter you, right? Like if someone says, hey, I know you said you want this, but the average is about six or seven months to be able to get this, a lot of people would immediately be deterred. And um, when I went to the surgeon for our very first meeting, she actually told me that a lot of people, um, when they find out that they have to go get, you know, blood work done and, you know, all of that and have to figure out the baseline of what health they have, that they're immediately discouraged and they never come back after the first visit. It's a lot of people that don't. And it's a very small few that successfully get the surgery because a lot of things can be discouraging, right? So typically... In usual circumstances, the younger you are, the easier it is to get it because, you know, most likely because you're younger, you might have less health issues. Um, I'm at a weird part where I do have some health concerns. So because of that, um, it it's taking me around the average amount of time, maybe longer to get the surgery. But someone that was in perfect health probably would have already had the surgery. Um I have been on this journey since January of 2022, um, but I set up my first appointment, um, I believe it was in September or October of last year of 2021, but because of all the holidays that were starting to come up, they couldn't see me until after January, so in January, so that's why it it took me a longer time to start my journey because of the holidays and availability and all of that. So the first thing I had to do was, um, you know, basically figure out my baseline, figure out what uh, hospitals are covered under my insurance. And it was this whole thing. My hospital is a magnet facility, so they have way more requirements than just a normal one and the hospital that I'm going through is actually like I forgot what they called it but it's um basically like the insurance highly recommends them over other hospitals in my area because they're super super familiar with the insurance they know how the process goes I'm sure they're more cautious on insurance things so they will really make sure they're by the book while other hospitals might be able to cut some corners or they might be able to you know it might be (laughs) easier to get the surgery I feel like could be the reason so if, if the insurance prefers them then I'm sure sometimes it might be a little bit more complicated for the recipient of the treatment so um 
lately it's been really trying to be honest um I just feel like it's one step forward and three steps back all the time it's like at first um one of the okay you have three big check marks you need the first one is you need to get approved by the psychologist i got approved the very first day so i didn't need her to see her anymore i was done the next check mark was the nutritionist i needed to see her six visits and i have to meet my goal weight my goal weight has to be 25 pounds no actually 20 pounds 20 pounds from the first weight they got on me with my surgeon so i met that within two to three months i was already boom at my goal weight so even though i was at my goal weight i still needed to see the nutritionist up to six times in total so i actually hit that um a few weeks ago because you know i see her once a month you you the you have to see her once a month. You can't get them all done like once a week and you can't like push her to the next month. And no, you have to see her every month and you have to get them around 30 days apart. So you can't just be like, oh, well, I saw her the beginning of last month, but I want to see her the end of, you know, ne- next month instead. Like you can't do that. It has to be close. So, for example, you would see her maybe the seventh of every month around that. So. I finally got approved by her. So now at this point, I have two out of three check marks. And I'm sure you guys are like, yes, yes. Like, that's so great. I'm sure the last check mark is going to be easy peasy. No, the last check mark is the hardest. So here's why. There is a nurse practitioner and she is very by the book. And it's kind of weird because my surgeon is very like, oh, yeah, we can just we can just do that. Oh yeah, that's easy. Oh, that's good enough. Like she's very like relaxed, honestly, which is kind of weird. But my nurse practitioner is very much by the book. And I'm sure you guys have seen TikToks and memes and all these things about when I'm not trying to compare her to a nurse practitioner in her education, but I'm just trying to compare maybe where the nurse practitioner is coming from is when doctors say one thing and then the nurse says something else and the nurse is usually the one that deals with that stuff more. I feel like that's kind of what's happening. So um, there's been a lot of miscommunication between the two. So my surgeon is like, oh, you need to be on birth control, but we need you on an IUD. We don't want you to be on pills because you could get pregnant extremely quickly. Um, your libido goes up and we need you to have some form of birth control before you have your surgery. And so I'm just like, okay, uh, what are my options? Obviously, she said an IUD uh, was the best for me. Um, I can't have hormones and things like that um, because it makes me have migraines. So I had to have something hormone-free, which just so happens to be an IUD. So my surgeon on the very, very first visit with anyone, she told me, hey, don't worry about it during surgery with the, um, during the weight loss surgery, the gastric bypass, 
we can have um, someone from the gynecologist office come in and do your IUD uh, when you're still under. And um, when you wake up, you'll have your surgery and you'll have your IUD all done at one time. We'll just have to coordinate it. That sounded great to me, right? Because at that point, you know you're on good drugs. You know you're not going to be in pain from the IUD. I've heard people say they're in pain um, after an IUD, like it hurts. I am really, really bad with pain. I'm really bad with gynecologists. And it sounded like a really great deal. Well, this, um, the nurse practitioner, I had let her know what the surgeon told me and she immediately told me she's like no the surgeon the same surgeon told me that she can't do it she doesn't want to do it it's too complicated they're not going to have time for you and that made me feel kind of uh weird because I even was talking to the gynecologist's office because I had went there and they told me oh yeah we do it all the time we just need to coordinate it there's someone assigned during that week we'll just put your name on the board and then they'll just see you when you're under surgery and we'll uh, they'll have to coordinate it with your surgeon it seemed very um run of the mill very normal you know like it's a very regular thing that they do and um when my nurse practitioner outright denied that and said no i'm not going to approve you until you get your iud done It made me feel really um, overwhelmed because it was going to tack on another month because the gynecologist's office is so busy and backed up. And, you know, it's just (sighs) the gynecologist is full of pregnant women. When you go in there, there's a ton of pregnant women. They're short staffed. So if it's going to be a gynecologist visit for an IUD or a pregnant woman, they're probably going to see the pregnant woman. You know, obviously she has higher priority. And they are short-staffed in every aspect. So even people picking up the phones to make the, the appointment, that is a lot. And sometimes they don't answer and the physicians are short-staffed and I want to see a female and that's even more limited. If I wanted to see a guy, I could probably get it done yesterday. Um, but I, I don't and I want to see a female. So it just, it makes it a lot more complicated so at that point I'm feeling extremely overwhelmed now I have to get this IUD I'm like fuck um so anyway I decide okay I'm gonna have to bite the bullet I'm gonna go to the gynecologist and they need to do a pap smear first so they just have to you know do my pap smear that's every few years and I actually had never had one before um At my previous college, I tried, but they said they wouldn't do it on me because at that point, um, it actually hurt too much. And they said, okay, well, we won't do it on you. We'll have to revisit this in a year or two. Well, I graduated, so I didn't revisit it. And now I'm revisiting it. So they um, basically, they put uh, these things almost like tongs inside and um they have this they have this like q-tip that also goes there and they just swab and make sure that you know everything is normal um well a few days later i get a call and it says not everything is normal there's some abnormal cells so they tell me hey we can schedule you 
to do a biopsy. So that means that they have to reinsert the tongs, but this time they have to take um, vinegar and they have to put that in there and it will make my cells white. And then they'll do a biopsy and then they'll tell me if they found anything abnormal, what it might be. They said it's really common for women to have um, some type of abnormal cells down there. Uh, you know, at least one irregular pap smear in their lifetime. Maybe this is just my time, right? So, um, I went to get my biopsy and I was ready and, you know, shaved and wearing a dress and all of this. And the one thing you have to keep in mind is not only am I stressed out about the biopsy, because that sounds painful, but also I'm stressed out because, um... I have to make a weight too. If I gain any weight at all, at all, at all, even 0.5 pounds, like so half a pound, um, my whole, everything goes out the window. So not only am I stressed out about my weight, but I'm stressed out about the biopsy. I'm stressed out about so much. So the nurse walks in, tells me to pee in a cup. We need to pee in a cup. We can't do this without you doing that. I said, okay. I try to go and I can't, and when I wipe, I look down and I'm bleeding. So uh, I had actually uh, spotted, and I, I told them what happened, and they said, we can't see you, which I was kind of shocked about. I feel like a lot of gynecologists are very, like, period-friendly, but I guess that they were thinking with a biopsy, it would be hard for them to see, and also, um, I don't know if that would make things look... I guess, harder to read and things like that with the testing or, you know, I feel like every physician's different and it's really just based on your physician if they're willing to take you or not. And at that point, they told me they were not willing to take me, that I would have to come back. I said, okay. So they rescheduled me a week later. I tried to go and I actually was still on my period in the morning. So I had to call them and cancel. And they said, okay, the next appointment we have is in June. So at this point... I'm really stressed out, but I'm thinking in my head, okay, well, it's just a biopsy. Hopefully nothing comes up, right? But that biopsy is not related to my gastric bypass. So I should be able to still get my IUD and I should be able to just keep on that journey. And in June, I'll, I'll just get the biopsy and I'll kind of be done. Well, um, last Friday, so a few days ago, I actually had something called an endoscopy done. It's when they put the camera down your throat. They might do a biopsy if they see anything that might look funky. And um, basically that's what I was doing. So they did a biopsy, they found some polyps. They found a polyp um, two in my stomach and they just um, biopsied them. They said, well, it's probably nothing, but we're just gonna double check. And um, they're also doing a biopsy on some part of some type of skin. I don't, not skin, but something in my, <laughs> inside my body um, when I was under that is just to see if I have any GERD or if I have any, um, uh, basically just to make sure I don't have, um, you know, acid uh, reflux, basically. Um, so I said, okay, um, they're like, okay, well, good. no news is good news, so we'll reach out to you in a few weeks, and if you don't hear from us, then that's just good news. 
said okay um but my surgeon came up to me after and she said listen um you, you i heard about you needing a biopsy um from your gynecologist you need to get that done or i can't i can't do the surgery on you i said oh okay she's like yeah because i can't do surgery on you if you have a potential of having uterine cancer and in my head i'm like freaking out because i'm thinking well that's not bedside manner right like um again i'm I'm hoping i don't have anything but that really freaked me out um so at this point i already have one biopsy under my belt right the polyps and you know the 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 skin or whatever that they had taken in internally from the endoscopy and so i'm waiting on those results to come back now they came back but no one called me and it's really hard to understand what negative and you know what xyz means because some things might seem bad on paper but it might be things that are actually not bad where i could just you know take a pill for a week and i'm fine or you know, uh, something that's not super serious. And so, or if they need to run for their test. And so I, I looked at them, but I wasn't sure what I was looking at and my sister's in healthcare, but I didn't want to have her possibly interpret them wrong or for her to interpret something that turns out that it was really bad and I'm freaking out and no one has reached out to me in the doctor's office. And I just end up sitting in this bad spot and so I decided I'm just gonna wait for the doctor's office to call me they didn't call me today so maybe they'll call me next week or this week I don't know the best news would be them saying um that it's nothing of course um but who knows so Today, I was just feeling super anxious. I was freaking out. All I'm thinking is, you know, do I have something really bad? And I'm not even stressed out about the surgery. I'm just stressed out about all this extra stuff I could potentially have. And even if these tests come back clear, which hopefully, hopefully they do, um, I still have to go to the gynecologist in June and get cleared by them. And it's just ongoing and endless and it's just constantly being poked and prodded over and over again and it's just every part of you is analyzed and you truly will know how unhealthy or healthy you are by the end of the journey let me tell you that if you decide to keep pursuing it you will know 100% every issue that you have that you never thought you had and it is a little bit scary and alarming and frightening and makes you have a lot of anxiety and you're just thinking i'm only 25 Uh, how can i have all this stuff happening but you do they tested my heart they looked at my brain they looked at my lungs i had to do all of these tests for my lungs which they're fine everything was fine um they looked at my stomach obviously that one seems the most obvious um They've uh, even looked at my teeth, you know, they're like, do you have any chips in your teeth? Do you have anything like that? Um, Everything, everything that you could think of, obviously your blood tests, your vitamin levels. They look at your hair to see like, do you already have thinning hair? Oh, you have thick hair, so that shouldn't be an issue. Um, 
everything. And when you're done with it and you're poked and prodded for so long and they keep saying, you know, oh, well, once you get this one thing done, then we'll be able to move on. And then they find something and then you have to do all these tests. And I mean, (laughs) it's just crazy. It's just really overwhelming and you know sometimes I feel like I I I'm going through a lot more than what people I have heard about went through um and it's just crazy because you know I didn't think I was that bad but but when you have all this testing done it's like oh well they're bound to find something right and the good thing is, is everything's reversible, but it just takes a lot longer to get approval because you need more approval from more doctors. You need a lot more testing. Sometimes you need to get testing done for a whole month before you're able to get approval from multiple doctors. And by the end of all of that, All the doctors sit in one room and they discuss if you are ready and good to go on this journey um, of getting the surgery. So it's never really over until that, right? Um, Let me tell you, if you are not someone that is patient and determined and very goal-oriented and you don't give up easily... Uh, if you are not all those things, this is going to be very hard. Like, this is something that a lot of people would have probably already given up. I mean, obviously, I mean, there's also financial burden. It's very expensive. Um, and that's another thing to consider. So, overall, it's just been a very stressful journey. I've, I've been incredibly stressed and I've tried when I'm talking to people that I'm dating and even family and stuff like I try to make things very bite-sized and digestible to them because I don't want to stress anyone else out because if people are stressed out around me they ask me a lot more questions and it stresses me out and the whole thing kind of just blows up so I try to keep uh the information as minimal as possible um especially when it comes to dating I (laughs) I I give them, like, maybe 5% of what is happening. Like, I'll let them know, oh, I'm going to go to the doctor. But I don't tell them why. Or I'll tell them if I'm in pain. Um, and then stuff like that. And they're very accommodating. But um, it's just... It's just... it's It's been a lot. And I just feel like I needed to vent because... It does sometimes feel like I'm never going to get the surgery. Like, I feel like, wait, did I really do all of this for nothing? Because it kind of feels that way sometimes. And um, I just want to be able to hopefully hear back on this message and be like, oh, yeah, I got it. I got the surgery. And it was it it was so hard to get the surgery that it made me appreciate getting it even more because now before when I first started I was like oh it's gonna be easy like I'm young it's fine but now it's like this has been very hard and at least I'm gonna have it before my birthday hopefully but it's a hard journey and this is gonna make me appreciate it a lot more so 
But thank you so much for listening in. I know this is not, again, anything really date-related, but everything involving yourself and your health all bleeds into everything, right? If if you're not feeling well, if you have health issues, um, you need to just take care of yourself first before introducing new people. And so I figured that that would kind of be a part of things and... I just wanted you guys to be in on it as well. So that is it on Date Minds. Think alike and thank you so much for listening.